Have you ever been talking to someone and you just knew they weren't really listening? Let me ask that again. Have you ever been talking to someone and you just knew they weren't listening? Most of us have gotten really good at Zoom calls, haven't we, over the last three years? So good that we can even tell when someone isn't really listening to us on the Zoom call. They're either looking down, obviously working on something else, or they're looking too intently at the screen that you know they're on another website and they're either scrolling or they're shopping. Well, this may or may not be a true example. Say I walk into a room where the TV is on broadcasting the latest sports event. Given it's that time of year, let's say Wimbledon is on and the members of your family and a few of their friends are all completely engrossed in what's happening in the match. You walk into the room for an important reason. You want to know what they all want to eat for dinner. It goes something like this. Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to start dinner. Do you all prefer chicken or burgers? Nothing in the room changes. There's rapt attention to the tennis match going on. Someone makes a comment to someone else. That was quite a save. But no response to what you said. Exasperated, you say again. I'm starting dinner, burgers or chicken? You figure if you lessen the wording, make the question slightly easier, raise your voice, maybe that will get some response. Nope, nada. Then you say, did anyone hear what I asked? Response, sure. You ask if we wanted burgers or chicken. That's it. No response to the question. They just parrot back the words to you. Exasperated, you throw up your arms and walk out of the room. Happens all the time. They heard what I said. Oh, wait, it wasn't me. Someone. They heard what I said, but they weren't listening. Not really listening, or I would have gotten some type of response out of them, or I should have. Hearing and listening are two different things. To hear something is the process of perceiving a sound. Our ears are able to take in sound waves and turn them into electrical signals that the brain then interprets. It takes no real effort at all to hear. But listening, listening is a whole different ball game or match, if you will. Listening is an, act, is an active process that involves focusing on what you hear and giving your full attention to the person or the people that are talking. It also requires understanding what you're hearing and processing it so that you can respond appropriately. You can hear many things at the same time. You hear cars passing by, dogs barking, TV in another room, people chatting, but you can really only listen to one thing at a time. We're on the road with Jesus this summer, and today we find Jesus beside the Sea of Galilee which, if you watch Jeopardy! Wednesday night, you know it is not really a sea at all, but more of a freshwater lake. But that's another story. We're in the Gospel of Matthew, and just before this point, beside the Sea of Galilee, the Gospel writer has focused on the rejection of Jesus by the religious leaders, who had questioned his healing on the Sabbath and rejected his casting out of demons, and they had begun to turn people against him. And now, in response to this rejection, Jesus tells a parable. Hear now this reading from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the lake. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. 
And he told them many things in parables, saying, listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they didn't have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another 60, and in another 30. This is the good news according to the Gospel of Matthew. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our everlasting redeemer. Amen. How many of you plant seeds or plant gardens from seed? The few times that I have ever planted a vegetable garden, I broke up the soil, I added compost and other good things to it, and then I planted my seeds of each kind in a row that I marked with what type of seed I'd planted in that row. Most gardeners or real farmers don't just throw out seeds willy-nilly like the sower in the parable did. I did that once with wildflower seeds just to see what would happen. And while it turned out to be beautiful in the end, I couldn't tell what was a weed and what would be a flower. So I had to just let them all grow. The people who would have been there listening to Jesus that day would have included farmers. They would have questioned the methodology of the sower getting seeds prepared to be sown and planted would have been hard work, especially if they had saved the seeds from the previous harvest, or the seeds would have been really expensive if they had purchased them. That sower had to have gone to a lot of time and trouble to carefully get all those seeds ready. And on top of that, Everyone knows you don't throw the seeds on the path and you don't throw them in the thorns. And if you want to be fruitful, you pull the weeds out of the garden before they choke everything else. But this isn't just any sower, is it? Just as this sower had thrown out the seeds everywhere, Jesus had been giving of himself to the crowds and those who gathered to listen to him. He had and would continue to put himself in situations that were rocky and thorny and life-draining. Jesus would be rejected over and over again, but he continued to give of himself. Before explaining the parable to them, Jesus explained to his disciples why he spoke to the crowds in parables. Seeing they do not perceive and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. The message of the gospel, 
the message of the good news is more than a surface understanding. It requires an understanding of the heart and the soul. My preaching professor at Candler School of Theology, Tom Long, tells the story about a great preacher who was once flying on an airplane. As he sat there, he was furiously scribbling some notes on a legal pad for his sermon the coming Sunday. The man next to him asked, say, what are you working on there, sir? And he responded, my sermon for Sunday, I'm a Christian preacher. Oh, the other man replied, well, I don't like to get caught up in all the complexities of religion. I like to just keep it simple. You know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The golden rule. That's my religion. Oh, I see, the pastor replied. And what do you do for a living? I'm an astronomer. I teach astrophysics at a university. Ah, yes, astronomy, the pastor shot back. Well, I don't like to get caught up in all the complexities of science. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. That's my astronomy. Who could ever need more than that, huh? Parables cause us to think more deeply about what they're telling us. After reading the parable of the sower, I don't know about you, but my mind immediately begins to think about where I fit into it. My mind goes to the type of soil I have or the type of soil I am. Am I good soil? If I'm not, how do I become good soil? What about my neighbor? What kind of soil is she? Unfortunately, too many of us use this parable to categorize other people. We use it as a tool of judgment when we should really be using it as a tool of self-introspection, a tool of contemplation, of soul-searching. It's a parable about listening and taking the lessons or lesson to heart, not just hearing them, but really listening. If God is the sower and the seeds are the word of God, we might think the point is to do everything we can to become good soil and good listeners that produce abundant fruit. And that would be important. But we can't change the kind of soil we are alone. Only with God's help can we do that. Friends, when I or whoever it was asked their family if they wanted burgers or chicken, they would have eaten anything I made for them. That wasn't the real point. The point was I was offering them a choice. I was offering them a gift of myself, preparing a meal for them. And friends, I was rejected. I don't think they meant to reject me. But you know, I work really hard to be a good listener and to be a better listener. So when someone doesn't listen to me, it hurts. Jesus went through rejection over and over again. He gave of himself and they didn't listen. He threw out seeds of love all along the way and he was rejected. He gave of himself to the point that he gave his life as a gift for us and to show us how very much we're loved by God. The good news about all of this, God continues to throw out the seeds for us, seeds of love, grace, and mercy without judging where we are on any given day to let us know that we are loved and cherished imperfections and all. The sower sows because the sowers decided to scatter the seeds without judgment, without expectation. God gives his word of grace to us because God has decided we are God's beloved children. There is no amount of fruit that we can bear or not bear, no good works we can do to earn God's love and mercy. There are no sins that can separate us from God's love and grace and mercy. 
I don't think this parable is a call for us to be good soil as much as it is a call for us to really listen. To really listen and to know that we are loved by a God who never gives up on us, no matter what kind of soil we are today or tomorrow. I think this parable is also a call for each of us to be sowers in the world, to cultivate gardens of love, of hope, of inclusion in a world that is desperate for hope and love, in a world of us versus them where we all long to be included rather than pushed out in a way because we look differently or think differently, love differently, believe differently. So go out. Go out and sow the seeds of God's love, not just in the places where you know they will take root, but sow love in the rocky places and the thorny places. Sow love in places where it might be pushed out and rejected, but never, ever stop sowing and sharing the love of God. So let me throw out a seed for you here. Burgers or chicken? Anybody want to go to lunch? What I really wanted that day was for someone to listen to me. So when you really listen to someone, you show them that you love and you care for them. Do me a favor. Put down your phones. Make eye contact. Be aware of your body language. Don't be planning what you'll say next. And just listen, really listen to what they have to say. You'll be giving them a gift of yourself, of your time, and of your attention. It will mean the world to them. Jesus said, listen, a sower went out to sow. That is good news for us and for the world. The good news that God loves us whether we feel we are worthy or not. Every one of us. Now go out and show others by the way you live that you really know you are a child of the living God. And so are they. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.